0: Cry no more. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Blue Collar Bible Podcast, where we dive into the teachings of the Bible from the perspective of the hardworking men and women who make up the backbone of our society. This podcast is for those who may not have a seminary degree. Maybe you're not even well versed in theological jargon, but you have a hunger to understand the Bible and its relevance to our life. So join us as we explore the wisdom, guidance, inspiration that the Bible offers to those who work with their hands and serve the communities. So let's dig in together and discover the treasures of the Bible one episode at a time. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I think about the supernatural activity of being transformed, I get a little bit confused. So we're going to look at the book of Ephesians, chapter 2 verses 1 through 11, and we're still on the big idea of Lent, and uh, we'll get to that as we go on, because we're going to talk about the cross of Christ, um, and we're preparing for Easter, we're preparing for Resurrection Sunday, uh, and all the implications that that has on our faith, and really, without it, without the resurrection of Jesus, we have no hope, we have no Nothing to look forward to. It's really the resurrection of Christ that um, solidifies us in victory over death. Like, that that's what we look forward to, eternal life with God. Uh, because if He didn't rise from the dead, one is He'd be a liar. And, I mean, what, what would make Him any different than any of the other deities or gods that people had worshipped? He's the only one, only one who became flesh. So God became man and uh, was died and uh, killed an innocent death. Um, he took on our sin, uh, but after death, he rose from the grave. So Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 11. Uh, I'm going to read these real quick for you. A great passage along with the book of Romans. Uh, we're getting some lessons from Paul, obviously hero of the faith in the New Testament. It says this, As for you... You were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So, uh, first thing I want to point out is that, and this is hard to say, maybe hard to hear, is that when we are born, we are basically our king is Satan. We're born into sin, uh, and we are not of the Father yet. So it says, uh, "...all of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So Paul, you know, he has prayed that his Christian readers might know the greatness of God's power towards them. And you can read further on into the chapter 1 of Ephesians, uh, but... That was in kind of verses 17 to 19, but we get into verses 20 to 23, and Paul then praised God for exercising the same mighty power in raising Christ from the dead and exalting Him to be head over all things for the church. He now reminds them of that mighty change that had been effected in their lives. They were spiritually dead, uh, but out of God's great kindness and mercy, He raised them and exalted them with Christ. That, that, that's amazing to me to think about uh, how God can change our lives. We're reborn into his likeness and we share in those things of Christ, like the resurrection. There's a guy named Craig Keener uh, who wrote, he, he writes commentaries for the New Testament, uh, but he writes this about Ephesians 2 3. He says, Many Jewish people sought to explain all sin as the direct result of demonic activity. Um, And they see that as specifically the spirit of error, and they talk about that in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, But Paul, he does not see sin as always directly inspired by demons, but thinks that the world is pervaded with the devil's less direct influence. And he actually calls out racial division in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 21 and 23, Uh, But also, basically, it's the idea that we're not delivered from this influence by our ancestry, um, but we can be delivered from it through faith in Jesus. That's the only thing. And I'll be honest with you, I I know that there are some today that still think that all sin is demonic activity, or a result of demonic activity. Uh, but I, I am, I'm in agreement with Paul that you know, the, we're actually, it's our flesh, um, and we're still in the presence of sin. Uh, and even as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit within us, dwelling in us, and convicting us, and guiding us, and giving us wisdom, but we're still fighting off the flesh, the old man uh, that we're putting to death. Uh, and then he, our outside influences can be demonic. Um, but I think an, my biggest enemy is me. It, it's, it's my flesh that I'm struggling with, but it doesn't mean that I can't have victory. It doesn't mean that I can't overcome it because it's through my faith in Jesus and relying on the Holy Spirit that I can overcome sin. I can overcome addictions. I can overcome temptations, uh, things that my flesh wants to do. I have hope that I can overcome it, is through God. He will let me do that. But I can't do it on my own. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, then also, this guy, uh, Walter Leifeld uh, he says this in his commentary about this. He says, this revelation that the Christian spiritual experience parallels the spiritual physical experience of the resurrected Christ is nothing short of amazing. The entire Ephesians letter is shaped... In fact, by this picture of victory and exaltation, we shall see the way God is celebrated in heavenly realms and how the present life of the Christian is energized by the interrelated truths of God as superior divine warrior and of Christ as superior to all hostile forces. Uh, That is awesome to think about. Uh, the experience that we have right now, but God's work in it. There's also, um, it's called a gospel coalition. Uh, They said that the new life given to Christians by God through Jesus Christ is not about second chances. And what I think about is, uh, one is, I was terrible in school. Like, my mom, would, who's probably going to listen to this, uh school was not something i was interested in much at all ever like there was not really any grade or anything that i wanted to be um so when i was in kindergarten let's say you probably go you could go further than that um if i was to take a test for calculus in kindergarten and totally fail let's say the teacher was very gracious and had mercy on me because, you know, I was in kindergarten and I was taking that calculus test, so there's no way I was ever going to pass it. So she takes my test, throws it into garbage. Uh, It would not be good news to me to say, here, I'm going to give you a second chance to take that test again. Because to be honest with you, I'm just going to fail again. I'm going to bomb that test. And so a second chance in that regard is not good news at all. Uh, So when you think of second attempts or second chances with God, uh, it kind of works the same way. What does it take to get to heaven? Perfection. It takes righteousness. Uh, But Scripture says that none of us are righteous, no, not one. So since there's zero chance that humans will obey God perfectly, uh, why would Christians spread news of a God of second chances? So it's Good news to get a second chance at the impossible. Uh, but that's actually not the good news. The good news is that through Christ Jesus, He's the one that we are credited his righteousness. It's not ours. Uh, we are credited His righteousness and it's a free gift of salvation. Uh, Romans 6:23 it says that it's the gift of God uh, for eternal life, uh, whereas the wages of sin is death it's not so much about second chances as it is just the experience of being restored by Christ Jesus. So I hope this was a blessing to you, and I hope that you'll have a great day and come back for the next episode. See you later, buddy.